and welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Well, once again, Happy New Year as we embark on the 2020, 5,780 in the Jewish calendar. We are going to have an awesome, awesome year. A matter of fact, it's going to be an awesome decade. Spiritual believers, I think it's important that we understand what are, what are the things that are important to us in order for us to prosper in 2020, prosper in our bodies, prosper in our minds, prosper in our money, prosper in our time, and prosper in our relationships. The body, everybody's doing that now. Everybody's focusing on the body right now. Everybody's doing their diet plan right now. Everybody's fasting right now. So we know that it's about stewardship of your body. This is not our body. This is the body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. This body belongs to God. And the better that we take care of our body, the longer we can stay here on planet Earth, the longer we can be used by God for His kingdom, for His glory on this Earth. The mind. It is critical now as we get older that we take care of our bodies so that our minds will be sharp and clear. Oxygenation of your bloodstream, oxygenation of your your brain helps your mind to be strong. You need to never stop learning. You need to never stop growing in your mind. Money. Money, money, money. Money is not the principal thing. Wisdom is. And if you got wisdom, you will have money. It's not so much how much money you have. It's about how well you steward what you've got. Money and time. We all seem to not have enough of it. We all seem to be running ragged. We all seem to be not getting enough rest. And guess what? A good steward of their time does not waste time and gets plenty of rest. God wants us to rest. Good steward of your relationships. Yes, it's important. Relationships are the most important thing. On planet Earth and the stewardship of your relationship, valuing people, honoring people, helping people. That's that's a, that's stewardship of our relationship, stewardship with our personal relationship with ourselves, stewardship of our personal relationship with our spouses or significant others, um, stewardship with with our Children, our families, our mothers and fathers, our aunts and uncles, our cousins, stewardship with our colleagues on the job, stewardship of our relationship with our enemies. We shouldn't have any. (laughs) Stewardship. Today, I would like to zero in on money. Today... I was listening 
to David Jeremiah, a wonderful man of God who has a church in San Diego, California. He's only pastored two churches in his whole life. He's been in the ministry over 50 years, five decades. So he has a lot of wisdom. He suffered cancer and God helped him. He was able to um, use the gene therapy treatment and that enabled him to extend his life. And he talked today about money, about in particular the tithe. For spiritual believers and spiritual people, the tithe is important because there is no wealth without tithing. You must be a giver. You must give 10% and God must be first and God will give you the power to acquire wealth. God will give you wisdom on how to invest your money. God will give you wisdom on how to protect your money. Yes, God needs us to trust Him by giving Him uh, our 10% of all our increase, 10% of the first fruit, 10% of the first thing we do before we pay a single bill, 10% goes to God, holy tithe. And once you do that, then you must learn how to budget, learn how to stay within your budget. It's not about how much money you have. It's about how much money you manage properly. What are you doing with the money that you have? One of the interesting points that David Jeremiah brought up was that there's a commanded blessing when you tithe. And we know that God blesses us, but let's go deeper. Let's dig deeper into exactly how God wants to bless us. When you tithe, and you can find this in Malachi chapter 3, starting with verse 9, I believe. Bring all the tithe into my storehouse so that my house may have meat. And prove me now if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you so great that you will not have room enough to receive it all. And I will protect you from the devourer so that your fruit will not fall to the ground before it's time. So, let's go in and let's dig a little bit deeper. So, God commands us to tithe. It's not that we're giving tithe <laughs> because it's not, it's not something that we give. It is God's. And so, if you don't give your tithe, then you're robbing God and you don't want to rob God. So, Let's get into the three blessings that come with the tithe. Number one, God will bless you personally. Number two, God will bless you materially. 
And number three, God will bless you spiritually. Okay? So let's go with personally. God blesses everyone that tithe, and He blesses them personally. That means that He cares about you as an individual, and He cares about your heart's desires. He cares about what you care about. And a perfect example, I've got several in in mind, but the first one that comes to mind is Abraham. Abraham gave his life to God. He started a nation, a new nation called the Jewish nation. Out of him also came the Arab nation. And the Arab nation, Ishmael, um, are very, very, many of them are extremely prosperous and very wealthy. And it's due to the blessing that Abraham pronounced over Ishmael and his seed. uh, Abraham also pronounced a blessing over Isaac and his seed. And Abraham had other children when Sarah passed away. Abraham married again and had more children and he pronounced a blessing over his seed with this woman. So the blessing of Abraham is out there and it is producing the Barak, the blessing of the Lord, which makes you rich, enriches you, makes you wealthy, waxes you rich, waxes you wealthy. And Daddy God, you hey vahe, Daddy God, Abba Father Yahweh, has no toil, no sweat, no pain to his Barak, to the blessing that he has given you. So, Tied, personal, personal blessings, personal blessing. One of the things that Abraham needed a personal blessing in was that he wanted children. And God granted him his heart desires and told him that he would have descendants as many as the stars and as many as the grains of sand in the desert. Personal, so personal that he told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. That's pretty personal. They have God to be your number one protector, your number one provider. Me, personally, I'll I'll tell you um, something about my relationship with God when it comes to having personal blessings. There was a season in my life where I was being used by God to go speak at at conferences, in particular women's conferences. And my girlfriend, Joanne Stewart, um, invited me to her SALT conference at the time. They were called the SALT Conferences, uh, Sisters Abiding in Salt, Abiding in Light and Truth, SALT. And I was big into worship at that time, and I still am, and I was teaching the younger generation how to worship, um, the whole protocol, and 
But every time I would go and out into and I would pay my own airfare, I would pay my own hotel, I would I would pay all the expenses, I'll get my car and I would go out there and I would do my thing for God. And one time there was this um woman, I didn't even really know her, but she was a prophetess and God had placed me on her eyesight. We met in the um as we waited to board the plane. And when we got on the plane, the stewardess came up to where I was sitting with a note from her and she told me, she said, God says, when you're done, whatever you ask for, um, you shall receive it. So it was basically I got a wish. God granted me a wish. Um, it makes you think like Aladdin and a genie, but not quite like that. But, and I was really focusing my my um, one wish, my one request would be something for my husband because he was having a hard time. At that particular time, my husband had been laid off from a very high-ranking position with Bear. And he, when you have a very high-ranking position, the finding another position is that's not an easy thing. So he was out of work for about two years, but and he had the relationships, but there were no doors opening for him. And so after I did my um, work for the Lord, I said, Lord, please give my husband a job that he would like, and it will be a blessing to him in our household. And immediately, the door opened, and my former husband got a job, and it was in Waco, Texas, and we got the most beautiful home, and that's another miracle in itself. It's the story of that uh, five-bedroom, five-bath home in a gated community. We were the only African-Americans in the entire neighborhood, and so, of course, God has now we're doing the um power, the prayer walks for the Lord and God has asked me told me asked me what do you want when I finish the prayer walks and I have gotten a little wiser and this time I say whatever you want to do God because God always does exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything that I could ask or think of so now I leave it in the hands of God, and I'll I'll see all sorts of wonderful things that capture my attention, and I realize that's God. <laughs> so, personal, when you tithe, when you tithe, you will receive a personal blessing, something that you personally desire. Second thing is God does. Bless you materially. There's nothing wrong with material wealth and riches. There's nothing wrong with riches and wealth. So Abraham, let's go back to him. He, he was a rich man. He was extremely wealthy. And even when he screwed up, such as in the case of when he went to Egypt, right? He walked out of there with wealth, with the wealth of Egypt which is a prelude 
which was going to be happening to his ancestors. Joseph was going to be very strategic in Egypt and handling the wealth and the riches of the Egyptians. And God's people went in as a family, Jacob's family, his 12 sons, well, his 11 sons, but Joseph was already there, his 12 sons total. And they walked out as a nation and they carried the wealth of Egypt with them into the desert. So God has no problem with you having material wealth, cars and homes and land and CDs and stocks and bonds. The problem is he doesn't want you to be ruled by that. There is a spirit upon these things and the spirit is called mammon. The spirit is called mammon and the only way to break off the spirit of mammon from money and from material things is to give, but number one is to tithe. You must give God first of everything, 10%, and it breaks off the spirit of mammon, and God can prosper you materially. Yes, God will bless you personally. God will bless you materially. And last but not least is God will bless you Spiritually, God will bless you and blanket you with love, with joy, with peace. Do you know how many people with money have no peace? They don't even know if anybody around them even really cares about them because pretty much everybody around them wants something from them. That's why Oprah Winfrey and Gail's relationship is so awesome because they were friends long before Oprah became the billionaire she is today. I heard a story, I believe it's true, of in the early years when Oprah was just, you know, blowing up and girl, they were hanging out, girlfriends hanging out, going through the closets. Gail's laying, I'm, I'm just picturing this, Gail's laying across the bed, and Gail actually had a bill that she had to pay for her electric, electric company that was past due, I think it was, and Oprah was in her closet trying to unclose, and she stuck her hands in her pocket and pulled out a wads and wads of cash, and she could tell by the expression on her girlfriend's face, Gail, that that was, Gail could use that money. But Gail loved Oprah so much. Gail knew that Oprah needed a friend that didn't always need to take from her. And Gail did not accept that money. Gail refused that money. And God opened up a way for Gail to pay her lecture bill. But that was a critical, critical juncture in their relationship. Gail truly loves Oprah. And so years later, Gail is sitting now. They're sitting. She's sitting at the countertop near the, I guess, in the kitchen, I'm told. And Gail just, they're talking and Gail just softly says, I wish I knew what it feel like to be a millionaire. Because at the time, Oprah was a millionaire, not a billionaire. And guess what happened? Oprah overheard her 
and didn't say a word. Want to know why? Because she knew Gail would stop her. And Gail and Oprah put a million dollars in Gail's bank account. Spiritual, spiritual blessings, love, joy, joy. Do you know how many sad people there are on planet Earth? Just reeking and just full of sadness and would just do anything to have joy, peace. Oh, yes. Spiritual blessings, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Self-control. You can get this weight off with self-control. Weight will fall off your body with self-control. This is a blessing. A blessing, a spiritual blessing. And guess what? Abraham had that too. He had personal, personal blessing. He had material blessing. It clearly states he had silver and gold. He had, he had, um, slaves, right? Back in them days, they had slaves, household of slaves. He had, um, servants. He had cattle. He had sheep. He had goats. He had land. He had favor everywhere he went. That goes back to the spiritual blessing. So let's go to Abraham on the spiritual. Abraham operated in peace. Abraham did not like strife. And anybody close to close to Abraham were blessed, a.k.a. his nephew, Lot. God had told Abraham to leave behind everybody. And the only person he really was permitted to take was Sarah. And of course, um, his, his household servants and the property that his father gave him. But Abraham's brother died. And Abraham was thinking, just in case God doesn't come through and gives me this child, I can leave everything to my nephew, Lot. So Lot tagged along with Abraham. However, God did not tell him to bring Lot, and Lot ended up being a lot of trouble for Abraham. And it got to the point they prospered so. They both prospered so because of the blessing that the herdsmen started fighting amongst themselves, the herdsmen of Abraham and the herdsmen of Lot. And one of the requirements to flow in the blessing is to not have strife, not to walk in unforgiveness and offense, right? So what happens? Um, they start fighting and Abraham knew that he could not go on and receive the Barak, the blessing of the Lord in these conditions. So he went to his nephew and said, let us not have strife amongst each other and among our people, you choose where you want to go and you take that, you go that way and I'll go the opposite direction. And Lot being fleshly and not, and selfish, he looked and took the greenest grass, the greenest pastures the, with the waters land. This land was also where Sodom 
and Gomorrah was, by the way. So Lot chose the best, what he perceived as the best. And guess what Abraham was left with? Abraham was left with the desert and the mountainous areas. <laughs> but guess what happened? Because the blessing wasn't on Lot. The blessing was on who? Abraham. And God told him to go to the highest peak and to look out over all the territory. And God said, now I give it all to you. So in the end, Abraham wins. In the end, Abraham was blessed spiritually. Abraham was blessed with favor, grace, and mercy. Even when he screwed up, and he screwed up twice. Twice with the Pharaoh of Egypt lying about his wife, not being his wife, but his sister. And then with Abimelech, the Philistine, the Philistine ruler, fell in love. Sarah was some gorgeous woman. No, the real deal was the enemy had these men lusting after her because the seed, the promised seed was coming from Sarah's wound through Isaac, through Jacob, through Judah, through David, through Solomon, through Jesus, Judah, the line of Judah. So, so once again, each time God protected Sarah, protected the seed, and blessed Abraham despite him being a liar. This is what we call grace. When we get things we don't deserve, we didn't earn it, and mercy. When we don't get what we don't deserve, and grace, when we get, get things that we don't deserve, they're both grace and mercy, right? And Abraham was so full of grace and mercy. Everywhere he went, he was blessed. He was blessed. And he did get his child, his promised child, Isaac. So, how do we gauge, or how do you gauge, or how do I gauge, and how do we gauge our maturity? Through stewardship. Stewardship of our bodies, stewardship of our minds, stewardship of our money, stewardship of our time, stewardship of our relationships. And let me tell you, I need to be a better steward in every one of these categories. And as I think about it, when I was a great steward of my body, my mind benefited, my money benefited, my time benefited, and my relationships benefited. So there is a cross current. There is a correlation. There is a relationship between the body, between the mind, between money, between time, and between relationships, spiritual believers and listeners, let's have a great 2020 by walking in the spirit and not in the flesh and be good stewards of our bodies, good stewards of our minds, good stewards of our money, good steward of our time and good stewards of our relationship. I would like to close this broadcast with Romans 10, 9. 
That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory, Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Presence.